Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's the fun of it. Ah, there you go. Alliance, now in the lame duck category of wake up uh, theme song. And we thank them for a well played year. That was pretty awesome. And next year we've got uh, the new ones coming in. Mike and the Molotovs are writing us a song right now. It should be ready by January 2nd. I can't wait. I'm going to go see them. It's this Friday, right? Uh, December 7th. December 7th. Okay, it's coming up. That's a good one. Yeah. And it's Rebel Lounge, right? Yep. Opening for Eddie Spaghetti. I don't know who that is, but they were telling us like we should have known them. He's from the Super Suckers, which is kind of one of those goofy weird You're not going to know. No, not at all. Yeah, country from the band. like, you got, you never heard of him? Like, nope. I never heard of you. <laughs> We're playing with them, man. You're going to love that night. I'm like, all right, country for you, I'm going. So that's our band. Uh, and they're going to take over the wake-up duties here in just a little bit. People are sending us pictures of this guy's down there. He goes, Tucson is a dump, but U of A did something ASU screwed up. When ASU decided to say, We're not a party school anymore. When Playboy used to do top 10 party colleges in America, ASU was always on that list. Wisconsin, because that's all you got there. Yeah, uh, ASU was on there. It was like these are places you go, uh, and you're going to have you know you're going to get an education, but you're going to have the time of your life, which is what college really is. The time of your life, just all you have to do is spend a few thousand dollars to prove that you're willing to participate in the game of life, and find a place you have a good time, and that's it. ASU was always on the list. ASU about twelve, fifteen years ago. So we're a school that means it. We're trying. Where are the Asians? Bring in more Asians. And they took away the party and they made it a math school. U of A wisely saw this and said, we're a dump. They put a ton of money into the college, not the city. The city still stinks. The college looks great. It's like a resort. And it's just partying and slutting and everything whores. else. I know, right? Right. It's a lot of that. And whores. And it's closer to Mexico. And there's really probably a road that no police are allowed on between Tucson and Mexico. So these kids can go get their ecstasy and bring it on up. And just go nuts. U of A is now the party college in Arizona, and, that, and not the fun. It's the fun party college. I know NAU is the weed college, but that's not fun. That's just a bunch of people laying around. But that's why their sports have gotten better, and ASU's have gotten worse. It's you know UCLA when they decided to go serious and less about their sports and more about academics. And then it became the University of Caucasians living with Asians. UCLA it was uh, <laughs> nothing but math. It's intimidating when you see a lot of Asians on a campus. You know you're not going to be in, uh, you're not smart enough to be there. Asians willing to travel to a school, they're not there for the sports. They're there for the smarts, and they're crushing it. And those sororities and frats looking at a bunch of Asians are like, we're at the wrong school, bro. When I was at OU, they had, um, you know, they, they would offer scholarships, and there would be some Asian students there. Most of them, uh, not most of them. Saying the one one that stuck out most has a was driving campus in a brand new red Corvette. An Asian? 
Yeah. Yeah. And he'd have four or five sorority girls in in the car. They're just riding the whole time. Because he had money, too. He was good with money and numbers. Then all of a sudden, a couple of semesters into it, Dad yanked him back home. Right. Because he was long duck dong. He was having the time of his life. He'd go to bars, (laughs) buy the bar, everyone drinks. You're not, it's like when I say about gays living in Queen Creek, you're not very good at it. You're not a very good Asian if you went to the University of Ohio. Ohio University. (laughs) Whatever it is. Ohio University. <laughs> if you're an Asian and you got shipped over to the states and the best school you got into was Ohio University, you're one of those embarrassing Asians that gets C's in math. That's, he took advantage. But again, we all assume that the Asian on campus is going to be amazing at the academic part. Sometimes they're dumb, too, and they just start hosing broads. with. But they're good. They're smarter with that. They're like, I've got money. i got some cash. But, yeah. You see Asians in bunches at the University of New Mexico. <laughs> There's either a special project going on or they're just bad at being Asian. UCLA, USC, ASU now. Uh, a lot of times up there in the Pacific Northwest, Washington's loaded up with them. MIT, you know, Pepperdine. Asians University all over Cal. those. Smart, super smart school. Stanford loaded with Asians. ASU now has a lot of Asians, which makes it an academic school. Boo. Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares for those. That's not what school's for. No. That's why they build Mill Avenue. Every major campus in America has a Mill Avenue. And it isn't because of the educational benefits of it. It's because this is what it's supposed The better that is, the more chances are you're going to get more students. That's better that's business. That's where the learning happens. That's where, that's where the real life learning is. <laughs> I've got herpes. Thanks, Mill Avenue. I wonder how many people have herpes from their visit to Mill Avenue. Like the, it all happened. It all stemmed like the uh, the seeds were planted from a meeting at Mill Avenue. It's got to be an astronomical spike in where you met and how I'd you got say the, the herpes. dorms more than anything. Well, that's what I mean. Though. But you go to Mill, you meet these yeah. guys, you end up back at the dorm. The dorm was where it obviously happened. I'm saying Mill Avenue is where it was like born. Yes. You know, the meeting yeah. place, the Petri dish. That's the rally. Right. The, the rally dish point. is where you had this guy and this girl go, hey, Mill Avenue Q Club. What's up? I'm a punk. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's up? Bro? I'm a snuffy. Or whatever the hell girls are. <laughs> and then they end up making out. Fussy? Yeah, making out by, okay, go back to my place. I've got 11 roommates. They go back to my dorm. Okay. And then there it's born, Mill Avenue Q Club. And herpes got all fired up and passed on. Where'd you meet when you got your herpes? Mill Avenue has to be a man. And Scottsdale's close second. Glendale? This weekend I saw banners up in Mill Avenue. It's bump fest. Yeah, yeah. If if you're having an outbreak, it's 50% off. (laughs) It's bumps giving. Also, there's another thing that's about to happen. I I might go to uh, political rallies for this one. I might end up going to uh, city council meetings and everything else. They're talking about... Stopping self-checkout. What? Uh, yes. They're saying, is it time to end self-checkout? It's been 30 years, evidently, since they kind of invented it. It's everywhere. And evidently, uh, they say that it's making people feel lonesome. Get over it. If they want the interaction yes, going through the line? Nobody wants that. Nobody cares for chitter-chatter. I like ringing myself out the occasional clunkiness of the machine where it says, you know, unexpected item in bagging area. And then you got to have that one person. There's your interaction. 
Or when if you buy booze you'll get and then it. you got to wait for the light to right. start flashing Look, and some schlub to come over. If you're if you're struggling with the the loneliness of self checkout, first off, if that's where you're meeting people, you're already in the head. Second, just grab a bottle of vodka and then you'll have interaction every time you're in self checkout. Do not take self checkout away from me. Less interaction with low level uh, employees in my life is a better thing. They say it's a failed experiment. They're calling it. That it's just not working. People don't like it. I, for one, say if that option dies, I'll, I'll burn down every store in the city. Keep it alive for us normals. I, I think there's a combination there. I don't know if it's so much that they want to put it on that. I think it's just so much stuff's walking. One or two items. Don't, well, don't the, get scanned. The stores love it. It's not that. It's the it's that they're saying the failed experiment that can't possibly be fixed. They argue that uh, humans have to be involved in the purchase process for it to run smoothly. Dumb people is what they're saying. We're catering to the dumb again. We're basically saying there's too many people that are too stupid to work the machine, and they need somebody making minimum wage behind a counter doing it for them. That's essentially what's being said. Uh, they say others are worried a world without self or with self checkout fully replaces the human resulting in our society disconnecting. Um, They say it's an exaggeration of technology. And surveys are showing the majority of consumers prefer self-checkout, but human cashiers make us feel more connected to society. You want to feel connected to society? Leave your house and go talk to people and put your phone down and stop reading news stories and being all scared. Go over to a bar and chitter-chat with people like the old days. That's perfect. If you're feeling disconnected and the only interaction you have is at the grocery store and you're worried they're taking that away, you're the problem. Not the self-checkout. You go over to the Ainsworth downtown and hang out with those folks. Talk to people. Be social again. Stop saying we're disconnected and then type it on your phone. I feel like we're all disconnected. Feels like society's so disconnected. Post. Yeah, we are because that's how you tell everyone you're disconnected. You don't talk to people. For God's sakes, we just did a thing about a girl who told us about her herpes. Online. She has no one to talk to. She can do it in line now at the grocery store. (laughs) If you want. Tell LaQuisha behind the counter. She didn't want you there either. Mm -hmm. I I guarantee you the people that hate checkout lines more than anyone are the cashiers themselves. They don't want to deal with the general public every day. Watching you slide diapers by and looking at you going, oh, God, this one's got a weak b-hole. Like, they get to know you through your purchases. How many times in their heads do they go, this fat mother right here is getting five DiGiorno's? I'm having a party. No, you're not. You're alone. You're eating all those yourself, Wyatt. What are you doing with yeah. all that KY, pal? You know, come on. Come on. 17 Johnsonville brats. <laughs> KY, Johnsonville brats, and beer. <laughs> all right. I know what's going on. Is a good day? Yep. Well, they, they don't want you there, but they're talking about, like, we should just eliminate it. That's not the answer. Whatever's the most efficient. That's up to you. Yeah. If you're not, what's most efficient for me? Self-checkout. I burn through that thing. I'm good at it. Least efficient, standing in some stupid line behind some lady who can't figure out how to beep it. That's bad. Dummies are least efficient, but we're never going to get rid of the dumb. Self-checkout has got to stay forever. Sam's Club has the best. Self-checkout? You know, you scan it. You pick it up. And go as you it, go. And then at the end, when you're done, yeah. swipe it, pay. Here's the key. And then the only check is at the end, leaving the door. Right. They scan your uh, checkout code, 
count them, you know, kind of lose count. Okay, good. Right. I is it on the cart? Yep. Yeah, that's perfect. That's what I've I've been screaming you for that for years. Move it out of the cart. Everything you just put in, you scan it as you're buying. Oh, it. I thought it was like because I think they should have a scanner on the cart. And then well, once it's it, your phone. Well, that's what I'm saying. Though yeah, this is this so. is a way to eliminate theft and stuff. Is that once it breaches the the top of the cart, beep, it's in the cart. It registers as a fee. Right? Yeah. It has to go, like, the cart has lasers all over the top of it. And when it goes in the cart, so if you want to steal, you got to be holding it. You're not going to do that. Yeah. So once it's in the cart, it boop, registers. It registers. And then, and at the end, the cart gives you a receipt. That's the future to me. Get rid of all checkout items. Then you go bag it yourself. Big deal. Worth it. I, 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 and they're talking about getting rid of it in stores. And it, if you are so sad, that human interaction means, well, they get rid of checkout people. I'll have no one to talk to. That has nothing to do with the checkout people. Yeah, just go hang yourself. Yeah, that's you. Exactly. That's you. You know what you should do is go self-checkout at the Home Depot. One rope, one bucket. <laughs> you stand on the bucket, you make the rope happen, you kick the bucket out from under yourself, and guess what? You can interact with Grandma and Grandpa again. This guy over here feels just like you do. Oh, oh, you got everything? Yeah. I see these articles where people are lamenting the days of chatting with cashiers, yeah. and I'm like, go do it then. Go to a store. Go to Dutch Brothers. Yeah, yeah. If you want there your you interaction, go. there you go. Perfect. The, the reason the Dutch Brothers is off my menu is because <laughs> there's way too much interaction. This guy says, there's two things I like to do myself, John. Jerking off and self-checkout. Exactly. I can do, And I'm good at both of them. And I'm not a dummy. I'm. Nobody's ever had an article like, man, all this jerking off we're doing is really killing our social interaction. Yeah, nothing quite kills social interaction than jerking off. I could be doing this with another person. But we know better. Rock Wars, the wake-up song, and the you bastard sight of the day. Want to know more? Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It, it's created such a lonely, lonely landscape for me. Well, there's bars. There's all sorts of stuff for you to go. Get out there and chat with people. The next time you decide to text or post or Instagram how disconnected society is, think about what you're doing. I better post about how none of us talk anymore. What? Huh? What if they make the self-checkout, you know, at least at the end, you're done scanning, and then the uh, the register goes, what do you got going on today? How about this? <laughs> you know, you get your one question. At now. the end, instead of asking me if I want to feed someone or if I want to give a plush toy to a lady with breast cancer, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I think I buy plush toys for breast cancer. I'm not sure. Would you like to buy a plushie for a lady with breast cancer? I feel pressured into that. How about at the end it says, would you like to donate a few bucks for this cause? No. Would you like a friend? To come by and to chat for yes, and then an employee of Fries or Safeway or whoever comes over and says uh, hi. The chat room. I'm your I'm your uh, one minute of chat. You pay extra for it. It's like for five, you get a buck a minute. I'm your Fries chat person. I understand you're disconnected from society due to self checkout. 
Yeah, that and my personality. Right. right. <laughs> Creates more jobs. Yeah, just have dudes wandering around being your friend. Would you like a friend today? No, thank you. I'm fine with that. Would you like a shopping buddy? They do it at bars. Well, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Well, bars used to be where people could speak to each other. Nobody knows how to do that anymore. We post about things we're we're either lying about doing, you know. I hiked this morning. Caught somebody this weekend on the Instagram. A picture from uh, about two years ago. Big hike this morning. Love Thanksgiving last two years ago. (laughs) You didn't do it. You were a liar. Did you call them out? (laughs) Of course. I did it through a text. I didn't get on their Instagram and call them out. Hey, how was your hike this morning? Looks remarkably similar to this photograph you sent me two years ago. Oh, yeah, liar. Why'd you do that? Are you checking up on Pratt's page again? Pratt's the worst at it. He makes things up constantly. but Bobcat in my backyard. (laughs) That's the worst one he ever posted, and he did it multiple times. Look at the... Brats found a bobcat in their backyard. It was a picture from a guy in Tucson. A dude, and all you had to do was, like, this photo was not, and it wasn't even his yard. I had to shoo him away. Oh, you didn't. And then he tried it again a couple years later. We don't interact because of social media. And then when we come up with great, good technology for us smart people that can figure self-checkout out without going, this is too hard. I need a person. Uh, You can go in line. Know your limits. Know that you Peter principled out at checkout. Self-checkout's way too difficult. <laughs> Japan range super chatty. Less chatty. <laughs> right, yeah. No chat. Just a button at the end. <laughs> connected, mildly connected, disconnected. I'm disconnected. I want self-checkout. No interaction. It's the same with Uber. Do you want to talk or not? No. There's a button for it. When you get an Uber, it's like, do you like a chatty driver or a not chatty driver? I don't want to talk to anybody. No. And then the Uber driver sits there dead quiet. It's an option. It should be at the store as well. Self-checkout goes away. I swear to God, I'm going to become Don Quixote. I'm burning down every checkout. No way that's going away. No you got way. No th- Even their chat about saves it. the uh, Look, I just don't grocery know. store money. It, it's just better. It's a better society. It's a better society. Like McDonald's when they were all... Flipping out about, you know, $15 an hour workers. And they're like, we'll just do kiosks. We'll just get rid of these people. That's the wise thing to do. McDonald's doesn't necessarily need human beings. Need two. One to handle the issues when the machines break. And one to handle the stuff when you don't get your right stuff. That's it. Nah, the machine gave me the wrong burger. Okay. We got their mass supply. It's not like we have to go back and kill a cow. We've got a couple extra. Now they just have to put up more, uh, you know, better barriers in the front counter because people are losing their minds when their yeah. order doesn't get right wrong order no and you do need that you need like a, a security door like it's a, you have to build mcdonald's like a cockpit now if you're gonna have kiosks because nobody can charge back there and start beating up the one dude back there putting food together <laughs> he just has to slide it down a tube like at the bank yeah but if social interaction is the reason we have to get rid of self-checkout it's not the self-checkout that's the problem it's your personality uh, Brett, don't laugh. Look inward <laughs> and think to yourself, is this my fault? Do I feel alone for a reason that is society's fault or do I feel alone for a reason that is my fault? The grocery store has turned into the coffee house. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want people in interact- I don't want to be friends with you that way. But it goes back to the story you're talking about. What were we talking about last week or the week before about Walmart changing their music yeah. inside and everything? Raise the prices. And like, and you, yeah, like that's basically Walmart saying, "Oh, we sure do hate the people that come to Walmart. They're kind of sketchy." 
raise the prices. Well, we can't do that. All right, then expect what you get. Because when you have 12-cent items, you get 12-cent people. Yeah. There's another viral TikTok. There's a Walmart employee, this lady. I think she works security or something, but she announced her retirement after being at Walmart for 10 years. They're my family. <laughs> Wait, the it's customers? A ha- it's a happy sad. The customers? The other employees. Oh, that's, she yeah, worked there for yeah, 10 yeah. years, and she's like, I got a better yeah. opportunity. I can see that. Like, you know, you get to liking the people you work with. Now, if she was talking about the Walmart customers making her cry, it should have made you cry every day. It goes back to, I think the last time I was in a Walmart was around, it was actually the Tuesday after, it was, no, it was two Tuesdays after uh, Black Friday. And I remember a guy was trying to return some kitchen item. And the lady behind the counter, again, self-checkout, this would have been a nightmare, but I got to see this. So he sat there and it was a rather large African-American woman working the counter and a rather large white guy uh, trying to return some, you know, Sunbeam toaster or something. I don't know what he had. Give me some popcorn. And he comes back, and this was how sketchy things were about four or five years ago with the way people felt about race and everything else. And he goes, I got this, uh, and it doesn't work. I have the receipt, but I got it on special. All right, when did you purchase the item, sir? A couple weeks ago. What was the date? Do you know the date? It was the the Friday after uh, Thanksgiving. Black Friday, sir? I don't see color. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. What is black? I don't see color. Is that what they call it now? Black Friday? I, I just call it Friday after Thanksgiving. And it's all right, sir. It's not about me. All right, good. Because I used to call it <laughs> Friday. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Walmart. You can expect that. But, yeah, you start bitching about, you know, social interactions. Sir, this you. toaster is five years old. <laughs> Right. It was a few Black Fridays ago. It's not working. It was a a lazy Black Friday. I I, I don't know what to say to you. I I can't speak to you. I'm struggling with... I'm going home with my bad toaster now. Uh, (laughs) I've been lazy since... I can't. I'm leaving. Anyway. My wife told me never to buy anything on Black Friday. <laughs> Nothing works. <laughs> Nothing ever works. I'm like, okay, I got to go. I'm the worst person in the world, but of course I'm a Walmart shopper. I, I got to go. Yeah, so I, that was the one thing about self-checkout that would have ruined that. He wouldn't have had that interaction. He would have just punched the robot. But yeah, again, if society is making you feel like there's not enough social interaction, that's you. It isn't technology or anything. That's you. We're also disconnected now. Right. Who's going to fix that? Just get rid of self-checkout. No. Go to a bar. Anybody that tells me they're lonely, when's the last time you left the house? Well, I don't leave the house. There you go. That's going to be fantastic in the lines. They're going to let people FaceTime while they're checking out. It's just going to delay everything. If they made it to where you could do, like, Instagram selfies and stuff at the checkout... Or just, you know how they, you, you want to get people happy again. Just have the cashier, while you're checking out, take pictures of you doing it. <laughs> people seem to love that. Get a ring light, put it around the self-checkout, and just have there it just snap go. photos of you like crazy while you're checking out your whole wheat. Idiots. There's still nothing worse than getting in line at Walmart or something, and grandma's in front of you trying to figure out how to write a check. Oh. It's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. nobody well, uses those anymore. Uh, just pay for her food. Yeah. Here's my credit card. It's. It's the 90s, lady. I got to help you out.
Yeah. And then there's another thing, and again, this has to stop. I am. I'm going to start heading out to all these these uh, city council meetings. I didn't know about this. This is called the Tamale Bill. <laughs> Have you read about the? You know about the Tamale Bill, of sure course. Sure do. You do. It's about being able to sell food you made at home. They're talking about not allowing that. Yeah. Good. Keep it not allowed. F- you selling your home cooked items? No. No. You need a permit. It got shut down. Yeah, you, well, they're bringing her on back. They're trying to bring it back. The tamale bill could be reintroduced again to where, I don't know who's for this, where people can just cook stuff at home without any sort of guidance or licensing or restrictions and then start selling it to the general public. Guys, we have a fentanyl problem. You have no idea. I know there's people out there like Brady who just, all you have to see is one of those $100 tents you get at Target and standing on the side of the road saying, Fresh meats I made myself. They're very, we have got to temper. I don't know why you put that on me. Because you eat on <laughs> the side of the road. There. You have been off the side of the road. I've never Don't bought lie. meat out of a tent. You have purchased beef jerky off the side of the road. Jerky. That's meat. Goodbye, sir. Our day is through. F*** you. <laughs> you have purchased meat off the side of the road. One time. Okay. Have you purchased meat or not? Yes. Now, all right. Now go f*** yourself. This conversation is over. You lose guilty. It was in Sedona. Good day, sir. You still fizzy lifting drink. Good day, sir. Anyway, there has to be some sort of permit. There has to be regulations. There has to be something. Potlucks were the first thing canceled after COVID started. First thing. They didn't think of anything else. Got to kill those potlucks. People can't be bringing food in from their house. You can't have this tamale. And plus, they've named it appropriately. It's the worst food in the world. Tamales. It's good. I say they're the worst. It's the worst gift in the world. It's decent food, but it's not a present. So they're trying to get this tamale bill back in there where it basically, hey, look, Katie Hobbs. Got to hand it to ninth grade president Katie Hobbs. Um, I don't know if that's a good idea um, to have people make food and then sell it. If you want to bring food in from home and have, you know, the crapshoot. Of the people digging their dirty hands into your meal from home for free, that's fine. But if you start a business and start cooking it all out of your house, and then you don't have like you don't you don't have paperwork or a like a restaurant has to have or a visit from the health inspector every once in a while, make sure you're doing it all right. That's it. Cats, dogs, people, meat, feces, uh, fentanyl, drug problems—all that stuff exists in people's houses. We have to make sure. The kitchens are clean. And evidently, the reason why he got shot down the first go-around is that that's how many people are making money on the holidays. Right. Selling food they cook at yeah. home. Stop it. Everybody's running around. Oh, I'm, I'm selling tamales. You want to buy some? Right. No, I'm good. Selling? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. The, the, never sell tamales. Nobody wants to buy them. They're not on any restaurant menus. Uh, it's yeah, it's got to stop. Homemade foods like tamales, burritos, tacos. We have a cultural thing going on here. You guys have got to knock that off. If you're going to start cooking that at home, you can't sell it. You can give them away, and I can turn you down. But selling it implies that there's some sort of regulation behind it. Like, oh, this is a business. There being there's a watchdog on this, but there's not. Yeah, especially I mean, if you're the person that even has their own taco cart. Right. They went through the steps. Right. And they did everything. You have a license. Right. There's, if you look into that grubby Shana it cuts truck. It's their deal more than. There's, there's somewhere a greasy framed thing that says this is legal and it gets checked out now and again. Cooking out of your house and selling that stuff? Uh uh-uh. uh. 
Rock Wars, the wake-up song and the you bastard sight of the day. Want to know more? Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I'm I'm going in on this one. I'm going to go down to that city council meeting and I'm going to raise a stink. The tamale bill. If you're making tamales and trying to sell them anyway, just go get a regular job and knock it off. How much can you be pulling in? 20, 30 cents a day? (laughs) There's like a two cent item. It costs a nickel for 55 pounds of that sloppy, gooey oatmeal that you make. And then then the, the string of meat that you put in there. Because we're in tamale season now. That string of meat you put in there, that's like one strand, like a hair of meat. I don't know how you do it. That's the most impressive part of a tamale. Mexicans can pull out a full, like, strand of meat that's thinner than hair, put it in the middle of that giant mush ball, squeeze it, wrap it up in corn husks. Where'd you get that? And then uh, start handing them out. It's not a present, and it certainly shouldn't be for sale. Don't do it. And put it in a basses bag again. All this stuff is secondhand. Where do you get all those husks? Where do you buy those? Yeah, someone makes a run on them. Yeah. <laughs> Food City. <laughs> like a, probably. That's it. They're a penny there. Ranch the, market. The whole thing costs you like a dollar to make 7,000 tamales. Well, how many layers, you know, you think about when you peel an ear of corn. It makes two dozen tamales, one one thing of corn. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, There's I, so I, many I, layers. I don't know. I, I'm never going to ever count that, but it's a fact. The tamale bill. And, and we as white people, and I assume black people too, but I'm not sure if that actually crosses over. I think it's mainly to get whitey. Uh, we have to start saying thank you, but no thank you, uh, Juan Manuel. This is not a gift. He's going to be made at our house for you. I don't trust this. You probably hate me. For good reason. I'm white. What are you going to do when Mo shows up with, uh, with tamales for Christmas for you? Tell her no thank you. <laughs> I know what you're doing. This is a diarrhea trap. Uh, the entire nation of Mexico poisoned their water just so Whitey has the <laughs> That's it. I mean, they're, they're, I'm not eating the food that's handed I just in. think about a couple of those radio videos where the guy's cutting the meat with his toenail. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's some sort of regulation on this. The tamale bill eliminates that and makes toenail slicer real. And viable. It's a nice oh, a food a food city bag full of homemade items to me. I'd rather have a Muslim show up with something on fire and say <laughs> Merry Christmas to me than that. <laughs> My friend Jose and his wife make tamales every year. It's like, you want a couple of them? And I like Jose, and he makes tamales with actual food in them. So I've always said yes. But deep down, I know that's not really a present. And he's... He does well enough that he could actually, if he wanted to get me a present, could. We don't do that. but It's a gesture. I understand that part of it. But it's, it's not a present. That tamale law has got to, we have got to stand up as a society and say, and just bring up fentanyl. It scares the hell out of everybody. And old people will vote against things that, when you say drugs, when you say drugs, Mexicans, and uh, danger, and taxes, old people vote against it. So if we just get loud and say, well, the fentanyl problem and the Mexicans and tamales. Like, I'm voting against it. They'll all vote against it. No tamales. And then, Brady, I'm looking at you. you got to be a little less, like, cavalier about, you know, where your food comes from. I don't know what else and you're buying on the side of the street. if they try to sell them to me at 1030, I'm real. In the morning? 
Yeah, 1030 in the morning. It's just before lunch, you know. You got a guy standing on the side of the if car. If he's out there, it's just so tempting. You're really? hungry for Is lunch. Right? <laughs> Never once have I been tempted by a streetwalker, <laughs> food or otherwise. No temptation for me, dude on the Ronnie side of the road. Ronnie has one friend that makes him every year. Can't afford a real present? Chooses not to. Yeah. Yeah. And gets away with murder. It's like when uh, George Costanza gave away those gift cards at work. Here's my present to you for that. Say, I've donated $10 in your name to the human fund. It wasn't a real charity, but he was telling everybody, in your name, I donated money. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. It's not a real present. <laughs> it's not a thing. Tamales or not. Tamale law. Thank you, Katie Hobbs. I'm never, I, I'm pretty sure she was against it. She stirred it up. She vetoed the popular. So it came back thing. around because it got shot yeah, down well, hard. Yeah, well, because Katie Hobbs was the one who said, ah, there's some potential health risks here that without regulating where the food comes from, if you're selling it, you're kind of not a business. You can't, And that's, again, how are you, taxes and employment and all that. Like, what are you doing? Can't be done. The tamale bill. I've gotten to the point now, unless it's just hot tamales, if the word tamale's attached, I'm fighting it. I don't, I don't like, that's the only tamale I enjoy is the hot tamale. The candy, not your food. That, ugh, masa. Yuck. You know how I know masa's bad? It's not in anything else. <laughs> you wanna, if I said, I got a handful of masa, you want some? You're like, ugh, God, why would I eat that? It's not a good food. It's the peeps of Mexican cuisine. <laughs> it shows up once a year. Kind of like, ugh. All right, I'll choke this down. Mmm. 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 That is the consistency of a wet sock. That's nice. Stocking stuffers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wrapped in dirt from the ground. Thanks for that. These husks that I don't know where you get that. But it says, I'm in Tucson. A lady at Albertson's offered me 12 deer tamales. Her husband killed a deer, put it in the back of a Chevy, skinned it, and sold it to, sold it to me. Uh, you would do that. You'd buy that. Ooh, venison mollies. Nope. Venomale. <laughs> if they had a cute name for it. Maybe. Venomale. I got they these. came out with a clever name. And yeah. Good pitch. I don't buy anything out of a parking lot. I, I learned early on speakers, uh, insurance, uh, new windshields. I don't buy anything from a guy walking up to me. I don't do it. You got food in a cart and you're trying to, No. That's got drugs in it. Like, I was raised right. I was raised to believe that if you can't have a storefront, you're not a store. I guess that's just me. I did it uh, one time. On the, it was at the house. when It was in Central Phoenix. And the guy's presentation on that magic green. Oh, I've had a couple of those, yeah. That guy he was, was just unbelievable. But I was 18. When I, and I was laughing at it because he's so good. Oh, look at this. Give me that. Yeah. Let me clean this. Mine was a black guy selling me the magic Same. green. And he told me, he goes, uh. I have to keep this off my skin. It'll turn me white. And I, <laughs> I had like, a bottle right there. <laughs> two I bottles. Did. I got two <laughs> bottles. I had $40 to my name, and it was $40 for two. I'm like, this Simple Green. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's Simple like, I'll take two of these. He goes, all right. And he's just mucking up the driveway, pouring dirt. And it's I miracle juice. I should have known when he went to his car, and he got a bucket of dirt and oil, just poured it all over the driveway. And I'm like, you drive around with that. That's your job. <laughs> He's got the real bottle. The rest is diluted. Yeah. Oh, I got He's got like oh, 18 I, gallons out of a quart. This was 30-something <laughs> years ago, and I'm pretty sure I still have one of the bottles in the garage. I've never had the need to clean up dirt and oil in a massive spill. It's not like I'm a mechanic. Little kitty litter will take care of that. That's what I learned. Anyway, 
Tamaliville. And just a lesson from old Uncle John. If somebody walks up to you and says, do you want to buy dot, 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 you're about to get ripped off or poisoned. Live with that in life. The speaker guy was back in the early 90s. What in the world? My dad ended up buying some of those. The man who taught me this lesson. Really? <laughs> ended up buying speakers out of a truck. It was at a Circle K or an AMPM or something. This guy came up to me and, yeah, it's an overstock. Yeah, an unbelievable yeah. deal. And he's like, it probably stole him. like, you think? <laughs> well, I was in the back and he said, I got some. Are these good? This The name? Hammer Clemmer? No. <laughs> it's close to something, but it's not. It's not a thing. I got two of them. They sound pretty good. He had them hooked up in his house. You want? I got four. You want some? I'm like, no, I don't want those cruddy speakers. Have you heard of Baston Acoustics? <laughs> yeah, the Bastons are nice. <laughs> eh, bag of tamales with it. Why not? Anybody selling you something on the street, it's illegal for a reason. Fentanyl. There's fentanyl in those speakers, probably. You don't buy things like that. That's not how the world works. You know who does that? India. Do we, are we better than India when it comes to the buying stuff from somebody who just made it in their kitchen? On the floor. Always think, is this how it works in India? And if the answer is yes, we don't want to do it. We started a whole nation to not be like that. (laughs) Stop it. Stop being stupid. (laughs) Carol wrote in, F that bill. Don't take away my elote, man. (laughs) Elote? You can buy good elote in a store. But it's not like the street stuff. Yes, it is. You were the one that said in Guadalupe you'd buy it off a shopping cart. Tempted. (laughs) That's how much I like elote. And that was me saying, how ridiculous would I be to do such a thing? Off the shopping cart grill. Yeah, the sideways bashes cart where they were cooking it. Food City. I just remembered yesterday. Well, they stole good carts. They shopped at Food City. The cart was sideways. There was a fire in it. And I was driving home and I was like, what is that amazing smell? Dude was roasting corn on the side of a shopping cart in Guadalupe. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but that's close to making me want to pull over. Something that ever smelled good in Guadalupe. Oh, yeah. But I didn't because I'm a wise individual. The You know, a, a hooker that looks good is still a hooker. Still got the bumps. She's still, she's still a hooker. God damn, that hooker's tempting. But she's still a hooker. Then you walk away. People who don't walk away end up with the problems of a hooker. She was so hot, though. Okay, see, this is the problem. She's a prostitute. You don't love a prostitute. But, nope. She's so hot. Nope. Don't get fooled. Tamale Bill. Thank you, Katie Hobbs. I've never said that. You're welcome. Okay. I'm going to run for um, state president again next year. Okay, that's not what it's called, but (laughs) you're the state president. That's cute. We have a big assembly, and uh... Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? All right, wake up time brought to you by our buddies over at Action Ride Shop. Supposed to get some snow down here in the valley, and uh, well, obviously we're going to get it up north as well. Well, not snow. We're getting rain down here, getting snow up there. But uh, now is the time to get all your winter gear ready to go. Ski and snowboard packages, whatever you're going to need to head up up north. Plus, of course, they got all the bike stuff there. Pivot Santa Cruz. Kona, you name it, they got it, plus the best wrenches in town. It's all at Action Ride Shop. ActionRideShop.com is where you're going to want to go. And on the list, uh, Static X, Social D, GNR, Allison Chains, Hatebreed, K 
King Missile for your uh, snake story. Uh, Edema, Gojira, Pain is Forever for uh, me getting married, apparently. There it is. From Terror. Let's do that. <laughs> there it is. Pain is Forever because Brett got married on Thursday. Was it Thanksgiving or Friday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving night. Then you crack the lasagna. Yep. Got it together. It's a beautiful thing. Pain is Forever by Terror. Gotta love it. This guy says, I, I, I have to question how dumb and gullible I look, John. Multiple occasions, I have a salesman walk up to me randomly at parget, parking lots like Target and say, Hey, you look like a smart guy. You got a couple minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to change your look. Get a haircut. Do something new. If parking lot guy tries to compliment you with how smart you look, oof, that's rough. Anyway, well, Brett's a married man now. <laughs> We're also darn proud of him. And terror. As your wedding first, your first dance. Did you have a first song? Did no. you guys dance at home? Didn't do, Didn't do any of that. No. Did they make you kiss and stuff like all the time, banging glasses and? No. Uh, I, I went just after. like Jay Cutler. Don't, Don't care. Do Don't do it. <laughs> and you kicked everybody out early. Consummated the. They actually season. kind of already were like, oh, we're going to bounce a little bit early. I'm like, we've lived together for four years. But it's now, not like this is a new thing. But you nothing. have to hose her the first night. Well, or it I doesn't did that, right but sure, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, come on. But of still. Course. Yeah. Did your dad declare prima noctis at all? No. Okay. Just checking. I don't know how it works <laughs> in your face. Uh, it's pain is forever, and Brett is now in the forever camp for the second time. This is the one, again, as we like to call our second wife. <laughs> She's the other one. <laughs> Uh, it's terror. Pain is forever. Congratulations to Medea as well. It's 98 KUPD. The Vestleys. It's out of control now. 98 KUPD.